Well, good morning and happy Friday, everybody. Today is July 21st, 2023. And regardless of the date and time and whatever, my name is Larry Jacobs. This is Free K-12 Education Talk Radio. And we're going to be continuing a conversation with a wonderful principal and the man who is president of the Maryland Association of Secondary School Principals. That's Mike Brown. Michael is the principal of Winters Mill High School. He's been there, I think you told me, yesterday for six years. We started this conversation yesterday and due to a technical glitch caused by yours truly, okay, we had to break off the show after 15 minutes of terrific conversation about all the changes that have taken place at the school and how good the winners, winner's mill is, et cetera. So I wanted to talk today, and we're going to continue right now with Mike, about um, how his organization, okay, the Maryland Association of Secondary School Principals worked with the state legislature. They're redoing education, rethinking it, the, the legislature is, and they had a little glitch in their system, and Mike picked it up. So let me say good morning to Michael. Hi, Mike. Good morning, Larry. How you doing, sir? Take two, huh? Probably say it again. I'm sorry, I couldn't understand you. Say it again. No, I said, good morning, sir. How you doing? I was like, take two. <laughs> Welcome to take two. And the reason take one was so short, I'll take, I'll take the hit. It was my fault. Okay, but uh, you're a good guy. But <laughs> the conversation was great yesterday. We're going to continue it today. And I got I to gotta thank NASSP for putting us together. This is great. I also meant to ask you, do you know Ryan Daniels in Maryland? He's the president yes. of NAESP. Do you, yes, you know him? I know, uh, I, I know Dr. Daniels very well, so she's outstanding. Yes, I do. <laughs> she, she, she certainly is. I just, I just wanted to make sure you guys knew each other. If not, I was going to introduce you because she's been on the show. And uh, the day I talked to her, she was taking, I think, her entire school on a bus trip to New York to see the Lion King. I think that's where wow. when I talked to her on the bus. <laughs> So it's yeah. great. I assume they got back safely and had a great time. But please, if you see her, tell her I said hello, okay? I, I would definitely do that, sir. <laughs> yeah, she's good. And uh, and then you call me Larry. you got to stop the sir. This is Southern. You, you know, you get to Maryland, okay? You start to get me into the South, okay? Okay. And every Southern person I know loves to call me sir, okay? You don't have to do that. <laughs> Can I tell you? Okay, it's Larry. All right. Yeah. Right. Unless I, 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 I am, unless the queen. I know it is. I know it is. Yeah. The only way this will change is if King Charles of England calls me and says I'm about to be knighted. Then you can call me sir. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Got the you. chance of that is slim, but but at any rate, okay, you can do that. All right. Anyway. All right, sir. I'm only kidding. Michael, all right. Well, you know, I, I said, and you guys wrote this, Maryland's reimagining education, okay? And you got a great new governor down there. I'm sure things are going to be changed, but there was a glitch. But how? let me ask this question first. How are they reimagining education? What are they doing? What are you guys on top of? Um, well, the, the big thing is, is that um, Maryland is this, this, this legislation blueprint for education um legislation that um has been introduced and passed um in the maryland uh, state legislature it is a huge uh piece of legislation uh the likes that maryland has never really seen before um 
really focusing in on bringing back uh, the dignity of the teaching profession, uh, raising the bar, and I know that's another educational cliche, but raising the bar for Maryland students to compete globally. I know we say that in, in many mission statements and so forth, but um, they have really done, you know, put their money where, where their mouth is, so to speak, as far as the research on what it's going to take for students to compete globally. So mm -hmm. they uh, formed a, a commission. They researched other high-performing school districts, not only in the United States, but also abroad, and wanted to find out as far as Korea and uh, Norway and different other mm -hmm. high-performing school districts to yep. find out what are the commonalities and what are the things that those school districts do well. And they wanted to try to formalize that in a series of buckets, if you will. And these buckets are what the focus for students are going to be uh, moving on from, you know, 2030, you know, 5 or 32 on. So we have a little bit of time now until I think 2032 or 2035 for it to be fully implemented. But cool. Maryland um, is already starting the process to implement some of those things. So it goes as far as uh, paying teachers uh, more money, uh, bringing back the dignity of the profession, where now here, here. you know teachers and educators are now respected as you know doctors and lawyers, as as we all should be. But Absolutely. in America, we just don't do that. But they found out in other countries that's exactly what's going on. The teachers and educators are being paid on some of these similar scales, and it is a highly sought after profession. It is a highly respected profession. And so here, we need to try to focus in on that. So we, you know, school districts around the state are already, um, and school boards are already trying to catch up with that, uh, bringing their pay scales up to that minimum salary of $60,000 starting salary. Absolutely. For, uh, for, for teachers. You have in to. The state of you have to. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's, yeah, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be huge. Um because I know teachers work hard, and I know pay is, is one of the main, um, you know, <laughs> bargaining things that happen every single year to try to bring their pay up to where they think they should get paid for all the fabulous things that teachers do in and outside. I have to say in outside of the classroom, because the bulk of their work is being done outside of the classroom, and a lot of times they don't feel as though they're getting paid. And also, um, the pandemic really did a number of teachers as well. I mean, you talked about that. Um, earlier, but it's something that I think the legislation in totality is um, a huge undertaking. It's going to take a lot of work um, and a lot of support uh, through individual school districts. And every individual school district, I'll just say this, has their own set of challenges to meet those, those markers. And so at a larger school district, um, their challenges to meet the, the blueprint legislation may be different than where I'm at in a rural school district. But it's going to be challenges either way, you know, and so we, we all got to kind of meet the work together and see uh, what comes out of this. But um, first and foremost, I, I think it's a huge step for the state of Maryland to even approve something like this. Very, very huge. I think it is huge, and I'm, I'm going to say one thing about what you said. I loved all of what you said, except we were saying we want kids to compete in a global economy. That's why we're doing this. And my answer to that is we want 
in your case, in the case of Maryland, we want Maryland's economy to shine. If we don't educate kids properly, Maryland will not shine. Okay, Maryland's goal is mm. to make Maryland comp- competitive. Okay, and they are, mm. by the way, but always keep them competitive and hopefully keep people in Maryland, which, by the way, is a pretty nice state. Okay, and you know, it, 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 everybody talks about global economics. Let's talk about local economics. Okay, the school, A, people move to a place where the schools are good. You got good teachers, you got good schools. All right, and, and you want these kids to stay in Maryland. You want them to succeed in the 21st century world of business and enterprise. It's it's, it's so obvious. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous. And I'm so glad Maryland is smart enough to think about it. You've had a couple of really good governors over the last few years. Okay, and got right. one now. And yeah, and and you know um, that matters. It really matters. So. This is good stuff. But all that said, right. I mean, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, I was, I was, I was just going to follow up to that. Is that you know Maryland also recognized and another? I think was the, probably the main reason, you know, for this legislation is we used to be uh, one of the top performing school uh, districts, you know, as far as statewide in, in in the country. I mean, Maryland was always you know at least in the top ten. What, so, what school district are you? What school district are you referring to? The state? Are you referring no, to the? Uh, to about, your... No, I'm talking about the. I'm talk, no, I'm talking about the state. I'm talking about the state. Okay. So Maryland state used Maryland. to always yeah. be. Yeah. Used to always be one of the one of the top performing. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You know, in 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 the country, and so that has started to slip and dip. You know, over the last decade, and so um, we we had to take a long hard look at that and try to find out what were some of those things and the reasons why. And so uh, I think Maryland, like you said, they, they want to perform well, um, you know, locally first. Um, and I think globally that's also uh, something where they want students to compete. But we definitely want to be one of those top performing uh, in, in the country so our students can compete as far as, like, nationally. So I think that's also a key. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. All right. But uh, all, all good stuff, Michael, I got to tell you. All that said, okay, this is the interesting part. Of, well, that's interesting, but this is even more interesting. As, as the state of Maryland legislature was putting things together, they popped something in there that you guys, <laughs> that you guys somehow discovered. All right. And you, you want to get into the great 20% rule that did not work? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... You know, um, anybody that's re- – I mean, I don't know how familiar, you know, all the listeners are with, you know, just as far as legislation. To me, it's kind of new, so I didn't really start paying attention to it. I mean, I know Child no, no child Left Behind came yeah, out. Yeah, probably yeah. Probably pretty yeah, much in the beginning everybody. of my, yeah. my, my career. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't – you know, you just listen to whatever, you know, people tell you, you know, what you got to do, and you just, as a teacher, you just, you just roll with it. But even at that time, it wasn't something where I actually picked up the legislation. It was like, oh, yeah, let me, like, read through the, the thing to see, like, what, you know, everything says. So uh, these pieces of legislation have a lot to it. And so um, <laughs> they do. all of it is meaningful. Yeah, all, every word in it is meaningful and, and impactful, you know. And so um, a, a lot of times we have to take time out to actually look and read the legislation. So what? What we kind of found out was by really looking through it, 
and we did. Trust me, <laughs> uh, me and my <laughs> colleagues. You mentioned, you mentioned, you, mentioned, uh, you know, Dr. Bryan. She's been a huge part of it because she's president during, uh, you know, this particular time as well with elementary school principals in Maryland. So it, we had to actually look through it, um, and there was something that we found that was really interesting. And I'll just read it uh, verbatim uh, what the bill originally said. And it says an assistant principal. Um, is on uh, level three of the career ladder and must be a National Board Certified Teacher and have an Advanced Professional Certificate for Administration. An assistant principal must teach in a classroom for at least 20% of his or her working yeah. hours and spend the remaining time on other teacher activities as specified. And so... Yeah, and, and you know, you know, but I have to say, they, 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 they stuck that line in there and believe me when I tell you this, they have no idea. And this has changed, by the way, thanks to you guys. But they, the legislature has no idea what being an assistant principal is like. Okay? And they think, oh, this guy's got 20% of the time. He's got his feet up on the desk 30%. So he'll still have time for Ben to lay off, you know? Yeah, like they have 20% of their day to uh, – oh, my God. Anyway, please condess my brand. Please continue. It's absurd. No, no, I mean, it, but I mean, as so the first thing we had asked was, wow, yeah. you know, that's a lot, that's a lot to really take in from, from, from what the current, the current job is. And so we had to actually start edifying our, 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 our base and, you know, all the other amazing administrators in the state that actually letting them know, hey, look, this is what's actually go, going on. This is what this says. And trying to, you know, make sure everybody understood this is like we have to be active in the process or this isn't gonna go well. You know, this isn't gonna something that's gonna that's gonna be changed. Even though they said it everything was kind of fluid and, and, and it wasn't so set in stone. Well, we all know how that goes if you yeah. don't do anything. It is gonna it is gonna be set in stone. That's so, right. Uh, that that was that was no, that was number one. Number two, we had to figure out who and how we were really going to go about uh, attacking to try to get um, th this wording changed. And so uh, I, I, look, I have to give a shout-out to superintendents across the state of Maryland as well and, and their organization, the AASA, is, is, is a national organization, and they do a lot of great work. Um, they also recognized this, and they also were saying, I don't know how my assistant principal was like, do you all understand how much stuff that principals and administrators are responsible for and what goes on in a regular school day? Most administrators will tell you a lot of that time is eaten up um, with things that are unscheduled, I would say. I did a piece um, for Education Week, a uh, day in the life of a school principal. And you all can, hmm. can check that out. It's, it's probably still on their on their website. And what it did was it categorized my whole day from the minute I came into work to at night from the minute I went laid my head on the pillow. And what you'll find by looking at that is all the unscheduled things. And it had markers like whatever was scheduled, unscheduled. And it far exceeded the things <laughs> that were unscheduled for that day that took yeah. up the bulk of my time. So it's not the scheduled thing, it's the unscheduled. So to be able to say, okay, well, 20% of the time, uh, you know, assistant principals are going to be in the classroom teaching, 
uh, and possibly be teacher of record, which that doesn't say that, but that's what it insinuates, yeah. is a huge undertaking because that means that what about all the, under, under, the other unscheduled things that are going to come up? Who's mm-hmm. going to handle those things when they come up mm-hmm. while I'm in the classroom? Are you going right. to uh, uh, afford us an additional assistant principal for every single yeah. school to be able to do? So there was a lot of different things that would, that would choose that. So I will also say um, we had to figure out who to talk to. So we actually pulled in and um, Dr. Kerwin, who is, uh, I wouldn't say he's the architect, but he's one of the major players in the state of Maryland as far as education, uh, a really respected um, gentleman, done a lot in his career uh, in regards to trying to make uh, Maryland education better. And so Mm -hmm. we had to actually talk to, it was the current commission who, you know, originally kind of put some of these things together. So it's like, look, we want to talk to the source. So we actually talked to him. We had him come to a virtual meeting um, with our uh, uh, association, and he politely, just, you know, said he would. Shout out to, to Dr. Kerwin because he was transparent along the whole way. It wasn't like he was combative or this is what it is. We got to deal with it. It was like, yes, we want to hear feedback. They wanted to hear feedback. They wanted to hear from people, Good. and that was awesome because we actually got an opportunity to to, to do that. Um, you know, my uh, amazing executive director, um, Addie Kaufman, Dr. Kaufman, she um, orchestrated some of these meetings. And thankful to her, you know, she has a great relationship around the state of Maryland. We were able to actually talk to him. And what he did was, in these meetings, he said, look, you know, I hear you all. And, and again, you know, principals, we're not going to hold back what we have to say. So we let him know, look, this, have you thought about this? We also asked why wasn't a principal or assistant principal or an administrator on this commission when it was formed. They had a teacher on the commission. They had other uh, political figures on the commission. But why not a, a active school principal on the commission when you were formulating all this, you know, whether it was five years exactly. or so forth. Exactly. Um, and he said that was, you know, that was something that, that, was, that was missed. That was an opportunity that was missed. And so I think a lot of this would have been dealt with then if they had an active administrator, you know, that was on that commission at that time. And did. So some of this stuff is we're dealing with it on, on the back end. But we, we first did that. We also lobbied um, not only at the state level where I actually spoke in front of our state board uh, along with our entire organization, um, wow. you know, a little over a year ago, and we're just letting the state superintendent know and school board members know. And we also had them come to a meeting of ours as well, let them know the same thing. So we hit Dr. Kerman, we hit the, the, the state board and board representatives, and we went to uh, the national level as well in advocating because we have here in Maryland, we have an advocacy day. Um, that's oh, in Washington, sure. D.C. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, so administrators sure. all over the country fly in to D.C., talk to, you know, all their senators and congressmen about certain legislation that uh, either they hadn't thought about or uh, they need to rethink um, because they want to make sure that the best legislation is going out there for children. And so we also lobbied there as well. And, you know, I would say um, none of this would be possible without great people working together. I know we say that in politics all the time, whenever 
changes are made. It does, it's not made if it's just one-sided or people don't agree or they say, you know, I'm not dealing with this. Everybody has to be open to change. So at the state level, they were open to it nationally uh, and, you know, within our organization and lobbying. So we were able to make some changes to that. And, um, you know, we, we're, we're excited about the, the possible changes in some of the world. So it take, I say that's a long-winded answer, but it takes a lot to be able to change. Do you change one paragraph? I'll tell you, it's like two sentences, but it takes a lot to change anything. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, and it wasn't a long-winded answer. It was an answer, and it was an excellent answer. And uh, you get an A for that one, Mr. Brand. Get an A for that one. Okay, i got to tell you. Yes, sir. All right. And <laughs> it, it is good, and the work you're doing is great. And, you know, I, I, I was thinking while you were talking that you know, if you said that probably any assistant principal in the state of Maryland or probably anywhere else, you know, Jim, we're short of teacher. Susan, we're short of teacher. We need you to help out. Could you do that? If you ask them without mandating it, I don't think there's anybody who wouldn't say, of course I will. Okay. Because they care mm-hmm. about the kids. Okay. Yeah. And somehow yeah. they find the time and the expert to do it. But when you, if I may, <laughs> mandate it without even talking to the people involved, Okay, it, it's just it just opens up a, a real can of worms. And look how the worms and look how much effort and work by so many people had to go in to change what was not well thought out to begin with. Okay, and then the other thing, and I think I talked to this person is the superintendent. I don't know who the superintendent. If you said it, I might know of, of public instruction. The, the state, uh, the state uh, chief, chief school officer. Okay. Did they pick up on this? I mean, I know you talked to them, but have they picked up on this beforehand? I don't think that they were. Uh, that, 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 that part I'm unaware of, whether they had picked it up or, or not, uh, or how much they were aware of it, um, because I know at the MSDE level they've gone through. I mean, we just got a new state superintendent a couple of years ago, so he came in and, and who is that? Um, you know, you had to kind of, uh, 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 Mr. Challenger. Challenger is, is his name. Yes. Um, okay. So, so, yeah. so, so he's right. he, he's somewhat new, and so, um, uh, you know, sometimes you, you meet with your own challenges when, when you're coming in new and and, and, and and trying to get your feet under you. So I don't know. A lot of this stuff was already in motion before, um, you know, he was named state superintendent. But I do know there was probably board members that um, might have been aware. But the thing is, is that. Um, you don't necessarily know until, until you know, right? Because on paper, this is the thing, on paper, it sounds great. Like, there's nobody that, if you don't know about education, you'd be like, well, what's the problem with that? Like, what's the issue? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't a administrator want to teach? Weren't they teachers anyway? Like, don't they like teaching in front of kids? <laughs> yes, so they, why they, 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 that's why the wouldn't... key word. They were teachers. <laughs> they were teachers. That's W-E-R-E. Okay, and while they are always educators, okay, they're not teachers anymore. They're administrators, which is just as important. Okay, that's what people don't understand. You no. know, it is. Yeah. And look, it is the thing we and we have to be careful about is just from administrator's level. It's just like you said earlier, we love kids, right? That's the reason why yeah. we're doing what we're doing. That's the reason why we're taking our careers to where it's at because we have a. Uh, overabundance of love for kids. We want to see them succeed. 
We want to see them reach their dreams. We want to see them move on in life and be productive citizens. We love them. We didn't want to stop teaching. Most of us will tell you, we didn't, we ever, none, none of us really never wanted to stop teaching. It was an uncomfortable thing to move from being in the classroom to being an administrator. Most of us begrudgingly did it. Many of us did. And so to sit there and say, oh, well, they're only saying this because they don't want to. And it's easy. You know, that could easily be, you know, what the reality of the situation could be once you really start lobbying. Well, they don't, they don't want to be in a class. They don't want to teach. That's not what it is. Yeah. What, it is yeah. what it is is the yeah. job of being an administrator is so all-encompassing. To be able to do that job effectively, right? it takes everything you have. It takes everything that you have. And so you also don't want to be a disservice. Listen, I taught a class um, in my previous school district while I was an assistant principal. I was, you know, teacher of record, um, you know, for a class. And it was a middle school class. And it was a English, it was like an honors English class. And I, let me tell you, Larry, the amount of times that I had to find myself a substitute because something had come yeah, exactly. up yeah. that I had to handle, right? Yeah. It was of a course. disservice to the student. It was a disservice to the student. These were students that were counting. These weren't just regular students. These were students that are counting on this content, counting on, and they loved me when I was teaching the class, but they were counting on me to get them prepared for high school the next year when they were going to be going to some of the magnet schools around the, the, uh, yeah. the school district. And so every day I wasn't there was a huge deal for them. And so um, I don't want to be, you know, and I, and that's, and I say it because I lived it, so I know. A lot of administrators, they haven't lived this, you know, but to say a teacher is going to be teaching, you know, administrators is going to be teaching 20% of the time, you know, are you caring it's about crazy. the kids and the consistency of their education? It's not. It's not. I think, actually, Mike, I think what was might have been on their mind, I'm not even sure they know this, but there's a, I guess you talked about this yesterday, there's a teacher shortage going on out there. Okay, they might have thought, well, maybe we can get around it by using the administrators. But that's that that's just Robin Peter to pay Paul, the old saw. You know, it's the old speaking of police games. Okay. It's it's just it's just nuts. Okay. It it's you, you can't run a school without great administration. Okay. It, it's a part and parcel of education. That simple. Right. Okay. Right. And, and so you know, and, 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 and that was the big and that was the big fear is that, you know, are you going to make you know, which the bill also says, you know, teachers are getting paid, you know, more money. So starting salary is sixty thousand dollars. The bill has to adjust for that. If you if you make it so administration isn't something that is sought after, nobody will look to, to do it. So you'll have you know, maybe you'll fix the teacher shortage, but you'll have a massive administrative shortage because yeah. Those outstanding teachers will stay in the classroom because they're like, why would I want to do what all you guys do? Oh, yeah, by the way, I have to teach as well. No, no, thank you. I'll just go ahead and stay in the classroom and get paid this bulk of money, and I'll go ahead and I'll do that. So it's not one of those things that people are knocking down the door to say, you know what, hey, I want to be an administrator. I want to be a principal. People understand how tough the job is. 
people know all the things that we do on the late nights and stuff like that, the responsibilities and so forth. So you, you can't make it where it's not an attractive situation for people to actually want to go into. Yeah, and as we wind down here, Michael, I got to tell you, you guys did a really good job. Okay, and I know you worked with NAESP, good friends of mine as well, okay, as the Maryland chapter, to make this happen. And the let it, you know, it be, the, the, the rule they tried to pass was like, you know, they pass a bill that uh, is 400 pages long, okay? And what you say to them is, listen, I want you to take time off from everything else you do and type the bill. You guys type it, okay? You got plenty of right. time and watch their reaction, okay? Watch their reaction. What, are you crazy? I don't have the time for that. Okay, and that's exactly what they were asking you to do, okay, without understanding it. And you worked hard to make this done. And we always talk about this. I know Adam and I over at the NASSP, the whole thing is you have to be advocating for what you do and for the groups you represent. And I think what you did is great. We got to go, Mike. This was terrific. When does school start again? So school will be starting in the August. So we, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. We're 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 ramping up. We're doing our our, uh, our summer academies and getting ninth graders in, getting them acclimated to, uh, you know, being back in school again. So we're we're super excited about this. This Good. is going to be year two of, you know, no back to normalcy. So I, I'm yeah, I'm normal. excited. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's <laughs> and I have to ask you just one last thing: Wintersville High School. What's the name of the team mascot? So we're the winners, Winters Mill Falcons. So we're the Falcons. The Falcons. Um, my my yeah, son's yeah, college team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Falcons. Yeah. Okay, so, well, good. I hope the Falcons do have a good football season this year. And the kids do great. Yeah. And have fun with it. Yeah. Okay? I don't go to Anybody needs to find me. I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Michael C. Brown 54 is my hat. Great. I will make sure, they, I make sure we have this. This is terrific. Thank you, Mike. This is great to know you, and uh, just have a good rest of the summer and a great school year. Thanks so much. Let, great. Thank you, man. It's been an honor being on, sir. Thank you. I've been honored to have you on. You're doing a hell of a good job on every angle, okay, that you're doing. So thank you, Mike. You take care. Be good. All Bye. right. Have a good. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Okay. The amazing Michael Brown. Okay, Michael's the principal of. Winters Mill High School, but he's also the Maryland uh, Association of Secondary School Principals, president of that state group. Okay, doing a heck of a job. Adam, thank you over at ASSP for fixing me up with Michael. This was just great. All right, we're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. And if you need to get in touch with me, I'm at Larry at ace-ed.org. That's the home website of our consortium for equity. Everything's free over there, our magazine, our podcast, the equity awards, etc. So check it all out ace-ed.org. Hey, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week.